At the beginning of this year, God gave me the phrase, joy in the journey. We are only one month into the year, and I love how God has already provided greater understanding of what this actually means. Are you walking out the thing God placed on your heart for this year? In today's episode, we have a nice little coffee chat about real life and how this time of year finds many people already deviating from those New Year's resolutions, those commitments we feel like we have to determine at the new year. And I find it honestly quite refreshing to know it's not too late. No matter how messy this month has been for you, you can start over today. Permission granted. Speaking of doing something new, I received this super awesome five-star review entitled Renewed, Refreshed, and Messy from Jordry701. And it says, Corey is an inspiring speaker who leaves you with a renewed sense of belief in yourself while living in Christian values. She is relatable, uplifting, encouraging, supportive, and meets you where you are today. Thank you so much, lovely. Your words bless me so very much. I know you are a woman as well who holds space for others, so many people, and helps them feel renewed and refreshed as well. I appreciate you, and I love giving back and honoring all of our listeners by featuring them in a weekly newsletter and in a future episode. So head on over to iTunes and leave your very own review because I cannot wait to feature you in the next episode. For now, let's explore one simple strategy that can be the key to train your brain on how to find joy in your journey today. Hey, hey, Mama. Welcome back to the Treasured Mama podcast. I'm Corey Messer, a Kingdom Life Coach and Messy Mompreneur, and I want to know if you're like me. Have you ever felt like you've lost yourself in all the things? Or perhaps you just need some encouragement on this messy journey of authentic motherhood? In this space, we love sharing routines, rhythms, and real stories of real moms as we declutter our heads, our hearts, and our homes to discover clarity and confidence. If you're ready to gain clarity on who God designed you to be, create simple systems for a more peaceful household, and connect with other mamas doing the same, this podcast is right up your alley. My prayer is this episode will encourage you, so grab a drink, take a mommy moment, and listen in to today's goodness. Welcome back. It is so good to have you here. Corey here, and we are diving into the phrase God gave me for this month, which is joy in the journey. And really, it's the phrase he gave me for the entire year. But since this is the last podcast episode of January, I thought we would do some reflection on how I've unpacked this phrase and one of my personal experiences with walking this out. I don't know about you, but I do know from my personal experience when God gives me a scripture, a word, or in this case, a phrase to focus on for the year, it's amazing that he will speak that specifically to me. However, I also know it is going to be challenged. And therefore, when God gave me joy in the journey, I knew there would be 
plenty of opportunity for me to be tempted by something that is not joy. And that is what happened this past month. I will share a little bit of my personal experience and then something I have observed in other people as well. I was walking through this month. Of course, it's a new year. I'm a planner by heart. I absolutely love getting my planner out, getting all the things ready to rock and roll. And that does not always play out well when you have four young children, you're running a business, the Christmas season, the new year, and a couple of family birthdays in there. And what I realized was instead of just simplifying my life to avoid a potential chaotic situation, I could simply reframe my thoughts around it and find the joy in the journey, realizing there would be seasons of busy and messy and there would be seasons of decluttered and organized, and that is fine. And for me, coming into this particular month, I knew it would be different than previous years because I really had to focus in on a couple of really large work projects. And although I gave myself margin or what I call white space to have some flexibility in the scheduling and to allow for correspondence and having other people involved in the project, what I didn't do was allow extra space in between projects. And because they are deadline specific, that meant just like a physician, if they start their day and their first patient is late and their second patient takes up more time than was allotted on the schedule, everybody else is late during the day. All their other appointments are running not on time, not on schedule, and it sets the tone for your day to be rushed and frazzled unless you're intentional to find joy in the journey. I had a moment where I really got to choose, am I going to feel overwhelmed because the first project did not meet the deadline that I had anticipated, or would I find joy in the journey? And that is what I chose, and so I give God so much thanks and absolutely all the praise because he knew this would happen. He knew I would have this opportunity. And because I started the year out with an expectation that I would have plenty of opportunity to partner with joy or partner with the opposite, I had an expectation. It was front of mind for me to choose the joy and then walk it out. For you, beloved one, I ask you, are you walking out that thing that God placed on your heart? What I know from working in the fitness industry as a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor in so many modalities, and somebody who has created curriculum and established departments in a variety of capacities, I know that most people, we are talking 80 to 90% or more in certain areas of the world stop following through on their New Year's resolutions by the second week and for sure by the third week of the year. And that's where we are right now. So I wanted to take the time this episode to give you permission to start over if that's where you're at and really simplify things. Simplify things and have what I call a first 
focus. This is the biggest takeaway. You take this and implement it in your life as a mom, as a woman, as a daughter of the king, and it can completely shift the way you show up, the results you achieve, and the person you are when you're doing it. Because how many of us get overwhelmed and we can still get all this stuff done, but our family isn't super fond of us when we finish it. And that's because we get in this zone of doing all the things, but we're not very pleasant. What if it could be different? What if even in the unexpected, you could pursue spontaneity, find the joy in the moment and advance forward? And that is what I have found by making this mindset shift. I simplified, what is the next right thing? Focus on that. And as the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. So focus on the next right thing right now. What is that? And implement the concept of a first focus. We have four kids and they're all so different in their personalities And I love it because we have two girls and two boys. The boys are right around two years apart. And then the girls are right around two years apart. And we had boy, boy, girl, girl. So they're the same gender, very close in age, same parents, growing up in the same household. And yet there's such diversity in their personalities. And what we have noticed is that there is one child in particular, who likes to do all the things all the time and doesn't want to miss out on anything. And sometimes that can come across as lacking focus. But really, we know this child is multi-passionate. So that's a bonus as far as your children. Find their strengths, find their giftings and their abilities and speak to that and speak life over your children. But going back to first focus, one thing that I started implementing with this child was to keep it very simple and direct. I would say first focus, and that would bring he or she back to the main thing. You know, with Jesus, we say, keep the main thing, the main thing. If you're out playing soccer, Jesus is your first focus. You want to demonstrate behavior and sportsmanlike conduct that would be in alignment with Jesus' character. If you're cooking and you burn your finger, how many of you know you really find out if someone is saved (laughs) when they are in a challenging situation? In all seriousness, we want to keep Jesus the main thing in everything that we do. And first focus is something that you can train your brain to associate that with Jesus first and getting back on track with the thing you are to focus on. Here's an example. This particular child that I was referencing was sitting at the table and eating dinner. And a few of the other siblings were done with their dinner and we gave them permission to be excused from the table because this child was taking quite a bit of time. And as they were running around, this kiddo was looking at them and wanting to engage and share in the verbal communication and get up on their chair and and cheer them on as they're running around. And we would just say, first focus. Food is first focus. We keep it very simple. And that would draw this child back in. They were able to 
refocus on keeping the main thing, the main thing. Because one of the things that we say in our house is anything worth doing is worth doing with excellence. And that reminds us to show up in the way that Jesus does show up with excellence. So I encourage you with whatever it is that God is having you focus on for this year, get very clear on what it is, write it down and decide one thing every single day you can do to moving you closer to that goal. Many people will say, pick 10 goals or pick five goals, focus on all those goals. And if you haven't trained yourself to focus with intentionality and excellence on one thing, 10 things is just going to further dilute your ability to focus. So I encourage you to do that and have an expectation that finding joy in the journey is something that you can do and it will completely shift the way that you show up. You know, there's something in, it's kind of at the base of your neck and your skull, kind of where they meet. It's called your reticular activation system. And to simplify this, I am oversimplifying for the context of this conversation. When you think about something, that part of your body wants to prove you right. So it will seek opportunities to prove you right. So if you are speaking to yourself negatively, if you are speaking over your children negative things instead of life-giving words, your reticular activation system will find things that prove what you're saying. This is why the Bible says the power of life and death are in the tongue. It is powerful what we say. It can shift our physiology. It shifts the atmospheres that we encounter. I have been extended an incredible opportunity to help manage some social media for somebody and get some behind the scenes insight into how they run their business. And I have the distinct privilege to work with a small team of ladies in this particular community. And one of the conversations we continually have is how do we add value in the group and yet hold them accountable and encourage them to rise up to a level of excellence. In other words, we want to help them, guide them, provide them with the things that we are there to help them with, but we also want to teach them how to do it for themselves so they can independently be successful and grow and scale in the things that they are working toward. And another thing that we really have conversations on often are things like, how do we engage with them in a meaningful way and yet manage our time well? And yes, sometimes this means taking 15 minutes of a 30-minute time block to pour into one situation. However, oftentimes it means loving somebody enough to call them higher. And this is what I have found is When we speak to somebody in a way that lets them know we see greater ability in them and then we give them opportunity to do that, they find joy in the journey, even if it is challenging. This is the case with our kids as well. For example, my three-year-old, I was having help me in the kitchen. We were making dinner today and we were going to make regular garlic bread with our spaghetti. And I had this moment of, I don't have homemade bread, so it's not going to be the healthiest option. 
However, what is something I can do to have her help in the kitchen to build her confidence? Because cooking is a skill I want her to have. It's a life skill. And let's just be honest, kids always enjoy their food more if they can eat it off of a stick. So we found a way to make these garlic twists on a kebab stick. And my daughter absolutely loved it. But what did I do? I let her know that she was an amazing helper in the kitchen. I framed it so this was something special. It wasn't any garlic bread. It was twisty garlic bread. And twisty starts with the same letter as her first name. So I personalized it. And then I believed in her enough to let her twist a couple of them completely on her own, even if they weren't perfect. Why? Because she's a kinesthetic learner. She learns by doing. And she was so proud of herself. So I encourage you to do the same thing in the people that you are engaging with, especially those that you know can be rising up and doing more with what they have, but maybe they don't have that belief. Allow them to borrow some of your belief in them until they have acquired it themselves. And you do that by allowing them to do things messy and finding joy in that journey together. When we just go do something for somebody else, what that actually communicates is I don't believe you're capable. So let your kids load the dishwasher messy. Let that person learn the new skill messy. Let yourself re-envision what your future is going to look like and take the first step messy. It's not too late. Your past experiences do not define what your future has to look like. Simplify and create a first focus. And then believe in yourself enough to give yourself permission to take the next step messy. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to explore the subject matter of simplifying things and finding joy in the journey, God as we recalibrate and determine what is our first focus. So as we go into the month of February, we can have a first focus in February. We can show up from a place of love as we exemplify your character in everything that we do, because we know anything worth doing is worth doing with excellence. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey mama, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to iTunes, Treasured Mama Podcast, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel.